This is Tony Rosario from the What The Heck Show on Union Power Radio, and this is our disclaimer. The content of this radio show is provided for informational purposes only. Hector and myself and our guest are now responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of information provided in this show and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Hector, myself, and our guest as of the date of this show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements are based solely on assumptions, opinions, and actual results may vary from any such statements. No reliance should be placed on any statements said on date of this radio show. Now stay tuned and enjoy, and thank you for listening. Nice. You are now in tune with the boss of the business, the What The Heck Show, on unionpowerradio.com. <laughs> You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I hear you just fine, Blake. You know, he always does this. Every time is the end of the fucking put, your introduction. He gets up to use the bathroom. He has a bad bladder plan. But thank you for look, listening to the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. I'm not Again, using the bathroom. I you just had fucking, to move something. You, so you know, you got to take a shit before <laughs> you get on the air. But anyway, you're, you're, on, you're on the air now. Go ahead. All right, nasty. You know. Okay, you know, so Hector, welcome, everybody, Hector, to the What The hey, Heck wait. Show. Wait a second, Hector would know. Hector would know what that potty mouth that he has. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, fuck um, you, Dean. Welcome everybody. <laughs> welcome everybody to the What the Heck Show on Union Power Radio. Today's February twenty seventh, Sunday, and we have one hell of a great show here for you today. As you can see on this panel, we have some great teamsters, some uh, union pro activists. We got our brother David Allen, that's on the Roswell Hub, that's done a great job on YouTube videos, helping members get educated. And we have two newcomers to the show. We have Ruben Bustillos, and we have our brother Blake View. They're both uh, Teamsters, one's out of Arizona, one's out of San Francisco, uh, and they're both- Oh, um, no, Not of Oakland, buddy. <laughs> California. <laughs> Oakland, California. Oakland, California. Sorry, buddy. So Oakland, Oakland, California, and our brother Arizona is from Arizona. I don't know where in Arizona. Phoenix. Phoenix. All right. So, and then of course, Jamie and Hector, who are always on the show. So, uh, we've spoken well, to David Allen. I can't get a better introduction. I'm from Brooklyn. No, he Brooklyn. Won't. Jamie Holligan <laughs> from Brooklyn. Alternate shop steward and part of our safety committee. Thank you for all you do, Jamie. How's that? Yeah, oh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. You, know, you got to hear the sirens every time you hear it say Brooklyn. 
All right. And I believe Ruben is a uh, recording secretary for his local. Ruben, we'll start with you since you're new to the show. Why don't you tell us a little about yourself, if you don't mind, so that the members uh, listening could get to know you? Sure. Uh, first, I want to say thanks for uh, having me. Uh, it's much appreciated. Uh, my name is Ruben Bustillos. I'm the recording secretary of Teamsters Local 70. Um, I took office and I was elected in 2012 and took office in 2013. Uh, I've been a shop steward. I uh, currently am not a shop steward, but um, I'm at a new place. So there's already a steward there. Okay. And uh, Blake. Blake, uh, you're on mute, Blake. Yeah, he's got to unmute himself. They, he's got yeah, unmute yourself, buddy. <laughs> there you go. Is the there, you go. there you go. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, thanks for letting us be on your show, man. Really excited to be here. Um, I guess you could say I'm a journeyman. Uh, I started in Green Bay, Wisconsin in 2013, you know, just as a rank and filer. Moved to Minneapolis in uh, 2016, and I uh, really didn't get involved or I didn't really know what's going on, man, until I got uh, with Local 120 and uh, kind of was life changing. Then uh, last year I moved down to Phoenix. Don't have to shovel the snow. Don't have to shovel sunshine. And I currently work at Nabisco, driving a Class A semi, delivering your favorite Nabisco products. <clears throat> yeah, yum. Thank you for that. We appreciate all those yummy Nabisco products. And you have uh, Rain Dave. Bay. Oh my God. And finally, our brother David Allen. You guys have known him. He's done a couple of, he has been on our show. He's done the YouTube Roswell show that he has where he's informing members. Um, I've been on his show a few times. Dean has been on the show a few times. We've had a couple of members. I haven't. Uh, our, our president, Vinny Perone, has been on our show. Hector's next. <laughs> I haven't. Hector's next. Hector's next. We're preparing one for you, Hector. Preparing one for you. Um, but yeah, uh, David he don't want me on the show because I curse too damn much. Oh no, his show there's cursing there, so you're you'll uh, be there all right. is okay. <laughs> so go ahead, Dave. Uh, tell them, folks, even though most of them know you, but tell them a little bit about yourself also. Oh, uh, basically, well, I'm out of local seven two eight. I'm out of Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, basically been a shop steward for twelve years and been with the company for twenty three, and you know um, decided to make some videos and help some members out, you know? And it's going very good. I've seen some of your videos. They're really helpful. What I really like about your videos is that they're very, most of them are pretty short and are to the point. You get your point across, you get you, you get a couple of uh, different angles at the particular violations or whatever it is you're speaking about and uh, you get some good feedback. So, and also David on his show, um, he listens to the feedback he gets from the members leaving comments under his videos and he gets in touch with them as, as much as he can on a personal level. He's reached out to me about members that from my local that have actually asked him on stuff about his videos. So great job in doing that also on the follow-ups, Dave. I appreciate it. Yeah, usually I upload weekly, but right now I'm taking a break. So there's no video this week. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I want to I, I learn his technology because he's got a, he's, his podcast or whatever, his, uh, his uh, media is pretty good. He's got like these graphics going on. I want to do all that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I love the intros with the Terminator and the uh, full metal jacket. He's very creative, to say the least. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and our newcomers, Ruben and Blake, actually have started doing TikTok videos. Really? Um, yeah, TikTok videos. I've watched a few of them. 
Who's editing your your videos, Blake and, and Ruben? Because I watch some of them. Some of them you're playing music and you're showing members on strike and at different locals, different unions, different battles. I really love that idea. Uh, who's what are you guys doing down there? Talk to me about that. Whichever one of you want to go first, it's up to you. Go um, ahead, big Rube. I guess I'll go ahead. Uh, I don't know. It was uh, actually Blake's idea to do the TikTok. Uh, I I have been wanting to do it for a while, but it was kind of hesitant. I've never done that. Been on spoke. I mean, I do public speaking in front of members, but not on a video. Uh, so I hopped all over the chance when uh, Blake mentioned it. But I do the editing uh, on the TikTok videos and just I've never done it. So I just when, uh, started mentioning it, messing around. I do the editing uh, on the TikTok videos and just. I've never done it, so I just started messing around. I do the editing uh, on the TikTok videos and just Whoa. I've never done it, so I just <laughs> why are we getting that uh we're in trouble. editing uh, on the TikTok videos? Whoa. I've never done it. <laughs> that's new. What's happening that, uh, what's happening knows. is that uh we are Facebook live. So I gotta <laughs> that's new. I gotta <laughs> what's happening what's happening. Oh right, is we're that, behind uh, on we all, Facebook yeah, is like I, a two on. minute. I gotta, that's new. I gotta I gotta turn it off and then turn it back on. All right, go ahead, guys. I'm sorry. Okay. All right, I'm sorry saying, see, about man, that. I got all kinds of tricks up my CV you didn't even know about. Uh, <laughs> you want people to hear you twice. I get it. It's working. <laughs> uh, no, um, listen, that's that's pretty great. I mean, I watched some of the videos, like I said. I saw that you were speaking about Weingarten rights. I saw that uh, one video Blake did was um, talking about actually becoming a union member and filling out the form, uh, the, the dues uh, paying form letting members know about it, what the information is necessary on it. So you guys are definitely uh, doing something similar to what everybody's trying to do. Well, not everybody, but some of us, we're all trying to use social media to reach the members because, you know, as we all know that times have changed and social media is really big, right? So it's great that we're coming from different angles, you know, I feel like Hector and Dave Cintron are kind of like the pioneers when I started listening to the radio show back in the day. Well, it was just MixLR. It was just that internet radio station. And they were really reaching a lot of people. And to think that down the road, here is where, where we're at, where people are making TikToks, Instagrams. We got the Roswell Hub on YouTube um, and Facebook Live. Dean and his his partner for a time there on Instagram. I mean, it, it, it feels good to know that people are all interested in helping educate the members because after 20 years of the same leadership and not getting much education, not knowing what's going on, everything always being hush hush and us having to actually search and reach for information on our own. It's great that there's members like yourselves that are willing to take the time on your own time, really, you know, your own volunteer time, taking time away from your friends and family to actually do this type of thing. Cause I know it's not easy. I've been doing it with Hector, <laughs> right. With no, answer. with no money. I'm still waiting for, for Hector to bring me my hair and makeup guy. Hasn't hey, showed hey, up. Hey, hey, Anthony. His so, name is Tyrone. He'll be there soon. <laughs> you better call Tyrone. What's, what's can up? You, can you have Ruben or Blake being like you were speaking about Weingarten rights? And it's a lot of new, new members can, one of them explain what the wine garden rights are. Speak about that so the new members will know. Oh, great. If any of you guys know about the case back in the 1970s, maybe Ruben or Blake or one of you guys want to talk about wine garden rights and how it began, that'd be a, a good thing to talk about real quick. Um, I'll, I'll go. Uh, well, if you go to Teamsters, our page, uh, Teamsters Junior Education, I kind of expand on it, but, you know, for the purposes of this, it, it, I believe it was 1975, there was a case, a retail worker 
She was pulled into the office investigatory uh, interview. Uh, she asked for her union representation. She was completely continually denied. Um, so that case, I believe, went through the court system, the Supreme Court. That's where we ended up getting what now is our wine garden rights. I believe that was the name of the company, Wine Garden Inc., something to that effect. Uh, that's where a supervisor, manager pulls you into the office for if you believe it's going to lead to discipline, you have you as a member have to enact your wine garden rights. Don't depend on the company. You have to ask. I I, I tell my members as soon as you get pulled in the office and you know. If you're gonna, you know what, what time it is. If you did something and they're putting you in the office, I ask, am I is this gonna lead to discipline? If they say yes, that's the time when you have to say, uh, I want to use my wine garden rights. I need representation here. We have the right to have a steward, your business agent, any of your officers or officials from your local. Sometimes the companies will try to press you into taking just anybody, but it's up to you to defend yourself. Uh, in that in, in that first inst in that first initial um push that the company's going to try to do and i we say that you have to cooperate but i wouldn't <laughs> tell on yourself you know um everything you say they're going to write down and use it to you later so if you're going to kind of uh omit things uh, of that nature just remember what you say yeah absolutely does anybody uh, else want to add to that yeah yeah that'd be because it's it's not just when you're in the office it's whenever they approach you, if they approach you out here, being that we drive a lot and they approach us on the street or they approach us outside by our truck, you have to exert your wine garden rights. Listen, it's a lot of it's, it's a lot of members that, you know, they get they get so uh, shocked by a management coming up to them and telling them to uh, let what happened about this package. Listen, you have the right to stop the manager from talking by saying Without my shop steward, I'm not speaking right. at all. Because, it, you know, they say it's not going to lead to discipline. But, yes, it will lead into discipline. And exactly. you've got to have a shop steward present because that's what they do. They try to talk to you to see the, what they get out of you without a witness, which is your shop steward. And you need to not go and speak about anything that happened the day before or whatever. Have a shop steward, ask for a shop steward. They cannot deny you a shop steward. And then also LP, LP is the loss prevention people. They are known for talking to everyone. Oh, we don't need a shop to it. I just want to talk to you about right. something that doesn't concern you that, you know, I just want to know what's going on. You need to stop the conversation and ask for a shop store immediately. That's right. Uh, Mr. Allen, is there anything you want to add? No, I think you guys covered just about every basis <laughs> of that. I mean, you're, uh, Hector's absolutely right, you know, uh, you got to use it, you know, so. All right. I mean, as uh, Ruben was saying, in 1975, the United States Supreme Court, in the case of NLRB versus Jane Weingarten, upheld a National Labor Relations Board decision that employees have the right to union <coughs> representation in investigatory interviews. So when Hector says that they're asking questions and stuff, that's investigatory. That's invest investigative. <laughs> I can't even say it. Investigatory. So if they're asking you questions and stuff like that, obviously you have the right to uh, ask for your, if this discussion could in any way lead to you being disciplined or terminated or affected uh, personal working conditions, you respectfully request for union representation. And that's the way you should do it. And as union members, we all have that right. So don't ever be scared to ask for a shop steward or ask for union representation when you feel that, you know, 
the manager's approaching you in a way that you could be disciplined or he's trying to get information from you and asking odd questions. That's when you say, hold on a second. I want my uh, union representative. I want my shop steward. And it's kind of like when you, well, God forbid anybody in here has been locked up. You know, you basically ask for your lawyer because you're not going to say anything that's going to incriminate you, right? Miranda so, rights. <laughs> right. So right. So all you, all, you manage, all you management deal makers that are listening right now because there's, there's some out there. And you think that, that they're doing you a favor by talking to you on the side and giving you a heads up. They're, not, they're setting you up, motherfucker. They are setting you up for failure. So the more information they get out of you, you deal, you deal makers, you uh, management kiss asses, uh, those are the guys that you're going to come back to the union and say, I need, I, need to, I need to talk to you. I think I fucked up. Yeah, you fucked up because you was comfortable enough with the management and you fucking told him everything that you fucking possibly can, thinking that he's not going to use it against you. And guess what? Management is not your friend. They will fuck you each way, whatever way, without loop, with loop, whatever. They're going to fuck you. <laughs> oh, man. And just, uh, to, just to expand a little bit on that, um, you know, a lot of times uh, initially, you know, members, if they don't know the rights, they're going to like, oh, maybe if I can, I can talk my way out of this. I just advise members to be quiet. Um, like what you had just said, they're not your friend. If it's yeah. your job or their job, who do you think they're going to pick? They're going to pick their job. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's just best to uh, me. It's like, well, what do you have as a steward? It's like, well, why are we in here? You know, I want to know before he starts saying anything, tell me why we're in here first. You know, because a lot of times they might not know everything. They might have bits and pieces and then they're going to go on the fishing expedition. I don't like the fishing expeditions that that just gets members in trouble and uh part of the wayne garden rights i believe it was the night uh with bill clinton when he was in office he expanded it to public sector workers and under bush i believe that got taken away i'm not sure where it's at now i just believe it's with private sector workers that, that we have uh wayne garden rights but i don't believe it applies to um public sector workers well, that's well, something we could definitely look into. If there's anybody out there listening to the show right now and you know anything about pub, uh, wine garden rights being expanded to the public sector workers, please let us know. Throw it in the chat. And uh, again, there's so many knowledgeable people listening here and there. So that would be helpful. Blake, is there anything you want to add, buddy? No, I mean, you guys all hit it on the nail. I guess, you know, I was always told, you know, even if they management comes up to you, you always have a witness. I mean, even if it doesn't lead to discipline, you know, you just never know. Gotta be careful. Uh, you know, I was told this, uh, like you said, they're not your friend. And uh, if they had it their way, they'd line us all up outside across the parking lot and come and pick and choose who they wanted to work that day, like they did during the depression. So that's, that's my right. opinion. So I always love that that <clears throat> quote. To me, it should be on t-shirts. They are not your friends. There is a t-shirt out there out for that. Yeah. I want one. <laughs> I, 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 always, I want it. I always wear it when I'm with you. You're not my what? friend. <laughs> I'm already kidding. I thought you were my pal. <laughs> what the kidding. fuck? So, you're a bunch of fucking <laughs> I have something to chime in real quick. Um, okay, so as a driver, yeah. right, you oftentimes see management walking around with their clipboards in the morning, approaching drivers when they're not even on, clocked in, right? And oftentimes, you know, as a driver, you can say, listen, I ain't going to talk to you until start time, Right. They come back around during start time. Then they want to investigate your previous day. What were you doing at this stop for five minutes? Why were you 2.5 hours over loud? Well, we advise the drivers in our center, at least, to uh, use your wine garden rights during that time. 
because all it does is it delays their you getting out the door and they can't they won't have enough time to get to everybody so just keep that in mind as far as like any drivers that have gone through stuff like that you know yeah i like but it but can i say something to that sure you're in the building and you're not on a clock and they approach you with a clipboard and they say something to you I wouldn't respond because I'm not on the clock. <laughs> I don't even know why they. There's nothing. There's nothing on that clipboard. They just want to look important. I mean, really, I, you know, they really have I'm nothing not on it. The, they got a drawing. They got a drawing of a big penis of their boss. That's what they got. <laughs> oh I look you dead in your face like you like you're dumb. Like I'm not even on the clock. Look, I'm not saying nothing to you. I don't have anything. It's not even hello. Let's yeah. keep it moving. <laughs> I always uh -huh. ask. Listen, I, when I was when I was a, a driver, not an even a shop steward, when a shop when a manager came with a clipboard, I said, "What's on that clipboard?" Oh, nothing. So, what are you carrying it for? Nothing. Oh, you look important, huh? Yeah. That's all it is. They want to look at. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, real quick, I just want to say that we here on Union Power Radio, our hearts, thoughts, and prayers go out to the Ukrainian families. Um, we all know, and we've been listening to the news. I know this is not union related, but at the end of the day, we're all, you know, world-class citizens. We're all, we all, we're all human beings. Um, war is not good for anyone. Um, so we at Union Power Radio, we definitely send our regards. We, we hope that everything goes well for the Ukrainian people out there. We're very sorry that this is happening to you. And, um, you know, uh, we, We'll, if we can spread the message or do anything that we can do on our end, you can e email us and let us know if there's anything we can do. I mean, if we could talk to people and have them on the show, we don't mind. Um, uh, so, you know, this is just a just a quick message, a public announcement for all the Ukrainian people or Ukrainian members that have families that are out there that are that are dealing with these particular issues. And um, we're very sorry that that you have to go through that. <laughs> And that's just a quick shout out to the Ukrainian people, all right? Um, we just had a huge uh, transition meeting. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys were that's the, listening. That's in. the Ukraine national anthem. Is it? Nice. Yeah, it's horrible what's going on over there. Uh, and then you have this damn, uh, I don't know if you guys are sh uh, sh Trump supporters, but I'm sure not. He's uh, hes okay with uh, what's, what, what, what I call him. doing. I was going to call him. Puto. No, Puto. Puto's doing. Yeah, Puto. Putin. Uh, yeah, so uh, whatever, what man. What the Putin. It is what it is, but uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, I feel bad for what's going on over there, and hopefully they're holding it down. That president is one is yo, you he's crazy. Not the not Putin, the other the president for uh, Ukrainian. He, he's out there in a bulletproof vest, not hiding. He's out there fighting with his peoples, and he's yo, that's a president right there, bro. His, his name is Volodymyr Zelensky. And he's not taking any crap. Yeah, so, I, I enjoy, I mean, I don't enjoy looking at what I'm seeing in the news, but I enjoy the fact that he's out there. He's not hiding yeah. like any bitch-ass, you know, person. He's out there, <laughs> you know? Like one of the U.S. presidents. Yeah. When they, where they run in the bunkers, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, getting away from that uh, world politics, I mean, well, world war, uh, hopefully not. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the transition update that went on today. Uh, I'm going to speak briefly on it, and I'm going to ask you guys what your thoughts on are, are of it and stuff like that. So, obviously, they had a lot of division appointments, department consolidation, and upcoming UPS packet division work. Uh, O'Brien uh, named some directors. So, we got, for airline, uh, Joseph Ferreira and Greg Untersher. Untersher. Damn, I can't even say that. Greg Untersher. Well, Greg, if I'm butchering your name, I apologize. Yeah, basically. Um, and and uh, Joseph serving as assistant director. Uh, brewery, okay? You got Jeff Padalero. You got construction, Thomas Gasaldi with Jeff Cooper serving as assistant director. Express and DHL, Bill Hamilton from Pennsylvania. Food processing, Peter Finn. Freight, John A. Murphy. Industrial trades, Rocco Kahlo. Motion picture, Lindsay Doherty. Passenger transportation, Matt Taby out of Providence, Rhode Island. Public service, Chuck Wolbry and Greg Floyd serving as assistant director. Waste, which is, I believe, what you're dealing with, right, Ruben? Yes. Chuck Styles with Felix Martinez serving as assistant director. Tank Hall. El Chingong, Juan Campos from Chicago. Uh, what do we have here? We have convention and trade show, Tommy Blitch and Tom Murray serving as assistant director. Human Rights and Diversity Commission, Brian Payton. Women's Conference, Ashley Alvarado. Uh, Jason Sweet will serve as the general president's liaison for Teamsters in Canada. And uh, you know that's some of the stuff that they spoke about today. I mean, I also understand that um, Steve Rizal was named director of organizing. As Chris Rizal. Chris, I mean, yeah, Chris Rizal. What did I say? Steve. Oh, sorry. Chris <laughs> Rizal, director of organizing. <laughs> and there we go again. And um, you know, and they're coming, and they're coming. They're making a lot of decisions, right? In these transitions. So finally, we're we're coming into fruition. We're finally seeing what's going on. So, you know, I don't he know if you guys he, know. He didn't yeah. mention a uh, small package division. No, uh, not yet. Uh, I wonder not who's yet. that going to be. Exactly. I think, be that, I think that's leading the way because Matt Taby is going. So that's leading the way for somebody. Who you think? <laughs> Who you think is going to take package? And I and I thought Juan Campos for a minute, but they gave him tank hall. So, um, I mean, I could only assume maybe a Vinny Peron in the works. I don't know. That's all I see. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, that would be great. We would love that. Absolutely. You know us, New York, because we love the way to afford it. What Vinny Perone knows about the contract? Oh, everything. <laughs> Come on. Plus, uh, I mean, he's got a lot of help. He's got a lot of help. So, um, um, what are you guys thinking so far? What are you guys thinking so far as far as transitioning goes and things you've heard? Uh, I'll start with Blake. Blake, is there anything that you've heard or, or seen that's uh, exciting you or not so much? No, they're pretty, they're putting the right people in the right place. Uh, it's exciting, um, you know. I, I this is why we voted for him, right? To represent the members, and I think that the people they're putting into the uh, you know uh, 
motion picture industrial trades you know we're just waiting for ups but i think i mean can't be any worse than it was the last 23 years right so <laughs> oh, yeah for sure you know so i'm very optimistic and excited about the future so and if you're wondering about the transition and when it's taking place they did say i believe march 22nd but they won't be doing anything for rank and filers it'll be small because they want to get right into working that's what he said and also they are planning something for all the rank and mile file rank and file members sometime around june i so got i got screwed I got screwed. No, you can, you can I change have, it. You I know. Push I, it to June. I can't change it. You can't change it? There's no cancellation, no refund, no nothing. I just, I, $169. But anyway, I'll give that room away for somebody who wants to go to Washington. I'm down. Listen. You want to go? You and me. Let's no, no, no. Hang out. I'm never no, staying in. A, I'm never staying in the room with you ever Come again. Come on, you got the seatbelt <laughs> no. machine. You the don't last even time, anything. the last time I stayed in your room, I woke up with my pants down, and I don't know how the hell that happened. So. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> when, is, when is the room, Hector? It's uh, July, uh, August. I mean, um, August, uh, March twenty-first to the twenty-second, and the room and the hotel was right next door to the IBT. It's a uh, Yoker Yoki Hotel, something like that. But uh, I have a room there for the twenty-third to the twenty-second. Um, twenty-third. I'm not. 20th. I'm not gonna drive there for one day, and then I can't go into the IBT. But I hear some shit is gonna go down at the IBT on the twenty second, and oh, I yeah. wanted I the wanted axe, to I wanted to be axe. there to see. I wanted you know because I love it. I want to see you love watching the axe I want to see that you're fired, you're fired, you're fired, and you're fired. <laughs> but uh, I, you know I, the room is there. I mean, if anybody is interested in going to washington for the day i uh i'll give up my room and i'll take i'll take the beat of 169 dollars. that's what it cost me because it's got a jacuzzi and water bed no i'm only kidding yeah. <laughs> i'm only kidding, <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> i was gonna say i'm in for buck 60 that's a lot yeah. um another thing that was spoken about at the transition which i thought was uh one of my favorite things also was talk about amazon the transition team met with the Amazon director, Randy Corgan, and organizer, Sean Martinez, to review the Amazon organizing plan and budget. So I'm thinking that they're saying that the plan seems very comprehensive and strong. Uh, the Corg Corgan has been doing a great job leading the effort. And obviously, they spoke about this during the debate. They've spoken about this. It's nice to see that actually they're taking strides towards building a better organizing development as far as, you know, taking on Amazon, who is a mega corporation, who is just, you know, just growing in ridiculous ways. It's just, you know, it's, it's a threat to all uh, companies, small businesses, industry standards. And I think that that was, uh, uh, that's great that they're continuing that kind of work and they're going to be, you know, moving forward. Um, um, I, I want to ask. I want to ask anybody who was here in the Hoffer time when he first took office, uh, many, 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 many years ago. Did he ever me, do? Me and Dean. Did you ever? Uh, did uh, he ever do what Sean O'Brien is doing right no. now? Is keeping no. up, keeping up to date, you know, on the transition and and all this no. other stuff. Getting on radio shows, getting on our show, no. you know, you know, no. you ever saw a president that is so active in the union? And I, and you know, what I see, I think he's going to continue being that active, and that's what we need in this union because he needs he's he's gonna he's got a rough rough ride right now, and he's, he's oh, got yeah. a lot of bad weight 
in a lot of locals that, you know, we just received a, a email from a, a local, which I sent to you, uh, yeah. if you want to read it out there. And this yeah. guy's having a hard time because the, the executive board is not, is not what they, they, they're not doing what they was put there for on the oath. You know, they're not taking care of the members and that's, that's, that's bullshit. I think, uh, it should be a big crackdown on Teamsters and any local, any executive board that is just there for the money and not paying attention to the membership should be wiped out completely. Get the fuck out. Listen, I, I, I told Sean, and you know, I'm, I, I, I don't have no hair in my tongue. I'll go to the old Dan. You're fired. I'll fuck it. You get the fuck out. Get the fuck out of the hall because you ain't doing shit for the membership. And it's sad. And I hope that he has a team that he can trustee some couple of locals that are not doing their job for the membership. Well, first thing, as you know, it has to be investigated, right? Because you've been there and I've been there where you got a couple of members who complain about things who in actuality, you find out that there's really nothing going on wrong. I'm not saying that this is the case with this because this actually looks kind of legit. But, you know, as, as a international president, you're not just going to trust the local because you, you heard somebody complaining about it. You want to make sure you do the proper investigation, get the right people down there, find out what's going on. And if there's actual bullshit going on, then, yeah, I'm pretty sure Sean O'Brien's going to be one of those presidents that's going to send the right people there and, and do what he's got to do. Because he said he's going to start holding other locals accountable for doing the right thing. And that was one of the things he ran on. And I and I love used to I love hearing that in his speeches. He's going to do he's going to hold people accountable for doing the right thing or the wrong thing. No, no. The wrong thing. aren't doing the right thing. Right, right, right. Because right, right. that's so, what you just said. So local 657, <laughs> local 657 is uh, sent an email to Hector, one of the members there. He said, hey, bro, just heard your podcast with the interview with O'Brien. The questions and answers I thought were really good. And I'm excited to see what this new slate does for us members. I've never been a big union fan and didn't really trust and, and have confidence that I've seen or, or with what he's seen or dealt with. As you have heard, Local 657 is, he's saying is corrupt. And that's just his opinion. Uh, he's learned and understand in a short period there that you, uh, the company since drug tests and how it was misinterpreted, he started digging through constitution for his own good. And he says, uh, not doing their job, their the the local executive board there was not doing their job and make and not helping it, and it was creating a hostile work environment. Uh, he never yelled, and the supervisors, the only two vulgar words he used was "cut the shit" and "I'm tired of your bullshit." So they wanted to drug trust him because he said he was acting different. So his uh, BA uh, pretty much let them do what they wanted. Not one time during his 12 days off. Did they ever reach out to him regarding filing a grievance or anything? He had to reach out to others for help, and he thinks this is bullshit. Listening to our podcast, he said, started to motivate him as well. Currently, he's working on a case regarding members um, re uh, regarding their steward election. Um, their BA was signing members the day of the election. After they signed to the members, uh, they let them vote. According to the bylaws... No members can not vote in any elections. In order to vote in dues and have a minimum of one week of dues pulled from just recently read into this about a week ago. Do you know anything that I can possibly do to get the BA removed from going against their oath and being an integrity violator? Again, thanks for your time and motivating me to be a better member. I mean, does anybody here have any advice for this young man? 
His name is Guerrero. You are a bunch of fucking assholes. I mean, personally, I get emails like this from time to time. I mean, my best advice, I'm not the expert in this field, so I usually forward people to TDU and talk to some of the experts over there. You know, um, they got some very knowledgeable members over there that have dealt with corrupt unions. Yeah, that's true too. That's absolutely right. TDU has helped many. Um, over carry a carry a recorder, carry a recorder, and record your damn BA doing some stupid shit. And you got you got a joint council. Every every state, every local has a joint council. Uh, you can go to and um, report any executive board uh, person to the joint council if you're not getting through through the president through the chain of command and you go to joint council, put in a, 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 a file a report on, on your BA, let the joint council question the BA, what, what's going on, what's this and what's that, you know, and, and if it doesn't get nowhere with joint council, I mean, now that we have a new regime in, in the IBT, I mean, we can, you can go further than that, but uh, to remove a BA, you know, you, you got to start the steps first. You know, you can't do it on your own. I mean, and some people just want to take things on their own, but you got to go through the process, you know, go through the, the chain of command in your local, go to the big guy, uh, to the principal officer or the secretary treasurer and uh, explain to them what's going on, that you feel that you're not, you're not being treated right by this BA. And if it doesn't go there, you go to the next level. You go to the joint council. Let's see what the joint council do. You know, they'll have a hearing. They'll have you interview. They'll do everything possible. And uh, also, you can go to the Na National Labor Board also. I mean, you could do a lot of things to, uh, to do the process to remove a BA if, if he's not doing the right thing. Well, you got to be careful. You got to... That's if they feel a lot of people take things personally with whether a BA or a shop steward. It's it's not a personal thing. You know, you have one incident and the BA or the shop steward is not, or you feel is not giving you or saying what you want to hear all of a sudden. I, I don't know about that case. I'm just speaking in general. And you all of a sudden you don't like it. Now you feel the BA or a shop steward is not doing nothing for me. You got to remember the BA and the shop steward represents many people and have been through many different cases or scenarios and they've handled all of these. So just because it's not something just doesn't go your way with one little incident, one incident doesn't mean that they're not doing their job. So I just want to explain that. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I totally, I totally understand what you're saying, Jamie, and you have guys, you have members like that, that, you know, everything is, 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 roses until that right. one little incident and exactly. then that one little incident if they don't get the response they, they wanted to get uh you know the backing with machine guns and freaking tanks you know right. from the union right away they say the union didn't do anything for me there it goes you know and and the thing is that you know i have a case that you know it's a guy with a dwi i mean that's i didn't i didn't drive i didn't i, I didn't go behind the wheel and got pulled over and and all that you know and he goes to me what are you doing what's the union doing what the fuck am i supposed to be doing what as a ba what am i supposed to be doing and another thing so. that we have to remember, Ruben, is that some of these states that things are happening, like these guys in Local 657 are right to work. 
and not everybody joins the union and they're still asking for the union support even though they don't pay their dues they want the union to get in there and help them hey welcome greg kerwood to the show um so i i don't know about you Ruben, but i know blake works in a right to work state right over in arizona and i'm sure he deals with that shit all the time so but ruben go ahead what were you gonna say no, I was going to say, dealing uh, from my personal experience with, I have no idea whether or not that email is true, you know, because from my personal experience, there's three sides of the story, his side, the exactly. other person's side and the truth. And just say uh, to what the other brother I just said to, you know, sometimes members don't hear what they want to hear. So you're a piece of shit off that, yeah. you know, and it's not easy being a steward or elected official because you're always going to make a decision that piss somebody off because it doesn't go their way. But, you know, represent many people and you got to, for uh, for me, you got to take the personality out of it. It's about the issue at hand. And ultimately, this the members make the facts of their case. Like you had mentioned a DUI. You know, you went out there, you got, you got the deuce. You know, we just had to deal with it. You know, you make the facts of the case, just like if that brother's email, if that executive board is doing wrong things, that executive board made the facts of their case and it'll be dealt with. But for myself, having to sit on the board and went through citations uh, with members, citing other members and various things, I would tell him to document everything, uh, get his local bylaws and the international constitution, because that's what you're going to need if that person is doing something wrong. You know, you got to follow the steps that are outlined in your local bylaws first. Exhaust that, then you go to the joint council. You know, you got to follow the steps. Because you don't want to, you don't want to give an excuse for them just to kick it out right away. You know, just follow the steps with the bylaws. Say, you know, first you would talk to your principal officer, the, your local executive board, and then go to the joint council. If you know, thing if they're not responding to you in a timely manner, you know, some guys want a response in one day, and that's most likely not going to happen in one day. I would say give it at least a week to two weeks for them to respond. I think that's more than reasonable. And then you know, then you start going up the chain. Uh, then, you know, I've seen things go all the way up to the general executive board uh, because they didn't get the, the local decision, the joint council decision. So it went all the way up to the GEB. You, you want to know something, too, um, Anthony and y'all? The members these days, soon as you come in, you should start. You already know you're in a union job. You should start getting involved. You can't always wait till something happens and then you want to get involved. Get involved immediately. Be proactive, so stuff like this wouldn't happen. You can learn your learn your contract, learn your bylaws, learn all your rules, so that way when something is going on, you can have a voice for yourself. You don't necessarily have to listen, or you know you can communicate with the BA auto shops too. You can have a dialogue to where you know the rules or the or the contract, and you can say certain things. You can't always wait till something happens. And then now, oh man, I need this, or I want this, or this, they didn't do this, or they. Now you're reading the contract, or somebody else is telling you what they should have did or what they shouldn't do, and now you're just going with it. You have to get involved. A lot of people we tell people to get involved, they don't want, they don't listen until something bad happens, and that's it shouldn't be that way. We should do it. We should be proactive instead of reactive. That's just my opinion. Yeah, Blake looked like he's falling asleep. No, uh, no, I guess he's, he's, uh, he's like Ruben said, uh, you know, there's uh, his side, their side, and the truth. And uh, my old principal officer told me, you know, not saying this guy's story is false, but 
for every time there was a member saying we need to get rid of a business agent, uh, there'd be no BAs left at the hall. So, you know what I mean? So, like Ruben says, uh, just keep notes, documented, and follow the chain of command. Yeah, but you, you got to understand, I'm a, I'm a business agent, and the, the, the shit that I go through as far as uh, the members, you know, they think, I, you know, I was elected as a business agent, not a fireman. Right. I can't put out any fires. So when you're calling me at 10 o'clock at night because your your your, your route was messed up, you, you know, the package fell to the middle of the uh, – what, what, I don't understand what a BA is supposed to do with that. You know, Pull your so, gun out and solve it. Put, it, put yeah. your gun to their hand and make them do it. You know, they want me to go over there and, you know, put the packages in they, in they you know, properly. I, I, you know, it's just they, they get upset. And this is – and the first thing I always ask them, I said, you know, I never heard from – I haven't heard from you. I haven't uh, seen you in any union meetings. Have you been to a union meeting since you've been here? No? Oh, okay. So now you want to, you know, express yourself on how the union should be doing for you. Listen, it's methods and procedures that you have to follow. As simple as that. If you take shortcuts, that's the problem. That's the problem. So if you if the packages, if you make a turn, they fall to the middle of the truck, it is what it is, you know. But you have to follow the methods and procedures. Follow it safely, do it right, and you have no issues. You you don't want to you don't want to have a target on your back because you're gonna complain about how bad your load is and how fast you ran through it the day before that you came in before eight hours and got paid guarantee eight Ooh, whoa you know and then all of a sudden you're passing you know half an hour past eight you know they they putting too much work this is why they put too much work on you and this is you do it to yourself okay guys listen to it real carefully when you run through your route. The day before or the day before that, you do you have a, a hundred and fifty stops and you run through it and you come in eight hours be, before the eight hours. You come in in seven and a half hour, whatever, six hours you come in the next day. They're already looking at how much more they're going to give you to complete that eight hours. So the next day you went from one hundred and fifty stops to one hundred and sixty stops. And then here you go. And 160 stops, you run through it again. You don't take your lunch. You run. You take shortcuts. And you come in before eight hours. Guess what? The third day is going to be 180 stops. And you do it to yourself. If you follow the methods and procedures and take your lunch, you won't go, cra you won't go crazy. And then you call the business agent and say, oh, they're killing me with all, this, with all this work. No, you're killing yourself with all that work because they see you running the past two days, so they say, wait a minute, if he could do 18 stops an hour these two days, maybe he'll do 23 stops an hour these days. So you do it to yourself, guys. And you also... Go ahead, Tony. Well, no, I was just going to lead up. Everything you said, it goes kind of uh, perfectly with something our president said on, on our Facebook page the other day, speaking to the members. Our president is, if you guys heard, of course, Vinnie Perone, he's very outspoken. He doesn't bite his tongue either. Um, he who? was just talking about that, you know, that, that guy, Vinnie Perone. I know not a lot who? of people know who he is, but, um, so Vincent Perone was staying on our page, talking to us, the 804 members was saying, uh, and I'm sure this is happening across the country, right? He's saying UPS is implementing day-to-day -day layoffs all over the country and local 804 has affected, you know, a, a certain amount of buildings. I won't mention the buildings. Um, but understand the, the mentality of this company. You were essential during a pandemic. They are still making money hand over fist. 
Yet now they discard your brothers and sisters because it isn't peak every day. Understand you are nothing more to them than a hand truck. Understand the domino effect. There is a reduction of staff language in Article 13 of the supplement. UPS management will beg you to take Code 26 scheduled off. What they should be doing is fixing the dispatch and getting members in earlier to spread the word. Fix the 9-5 issues. They won't. UPS center managers and industrial engineering are incompetent to the core. The company is married to stops per car and over allowed. UPS has also pushed more work to their Saturday operations, therefore having less work on Monday. Our same members that come in on Saturdays for a six day punch complain about the splits on Mondays. Now these same members will complain about layoffs on Mondays. All of this hurts our junior full-timers and our part-timers. If it was me, I would never come in on a six day while layoffs were happening. If it was me, I would make sure to request assistance from a fellow 804 member with every overrate or irregular package that I felt in good faith I couldn't handle. If it was me, I could never continue to work if I had a leaking package until they come to dispose of it and clean the spill according to their own guidelines. If it was me, safety committees would be writing up and grieving every safety concern that wasn't addressed immediately. If it was me, I would never go home scheduled off and exercise my right to work. If it was me, I would never look the other way and let any supervisor touch a package while my sister or brother was laid off. That's just me. You if it was me, I'll slap the shit out of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> you all need to realize there is no playing both sides. There is no straddling the fence. If you fall off, you could get seriously injured. You, uh, company management proves over and over it's them versus us. They don't care about you or your families. They only care about profits. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but when I hear him talk like that, I tell you, I get goosebumps because that's something that everybody, you know, is, yeah, you too, heck. I see some goosebumps coming on the back. You know, no, nothing? I, do, I, do, nothing. I see him every day. <laughs> what the fuck? You hear him talk like this on yeah. a regular basis. Yeah, even in the hall, I have to walk away sometimes. But it's because he's know, like he's, at, he's like a preacher. We're coming at a time if it was me, just... hallelujah. If it was me, <laughs> but anyway, uh, he's right about that. And and let me tell you something: the hours came through because he uh, we uh, did a uh, information request on code twenty six, because code twenty six has a lot to do with a lot of things, guys. If you don't understand, uh, pension increase that code twenty six has a big effect. A big effect, and I told this in previous shows before. Code twenty six is uh, is no fucking good. Is no You don't make money. Is a win win for the company. You don't make money. They don't have to contribute money. So the it came back to about one hundred and forty four thousand hours. One hundred and forty four thousand hours that the company did not have to contribute to the fucking pension those that's not you know you guys might say 140,000 uh, uh, hours not a lot it's a lot it's millions of dollars that not uh, not being contributed to the fucking pension and you guys with this fucking code 26 you should be ashamed of your fucking self because you get up in the morning you get dressed you drive to work just to fucking say are you over 
can I go? Can I go home? And then you know, by the time you get home, because they're not gonna release you right there, right after dispatch, they're gonna make you wait in case they 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 don't have enough. And then at ten o'clock, they're gonna say, okay, you can go. So you wasted the whole fucking morning, and then you gotta go home, and you wasted a whole day of pay, and you're not contributing to the pension. And remember, everyone works for everyone in the pension. You know, right now, if we try to get a, a pension increase right now. It's going to be hard because the company's going to throw all this in our face about vacation, working your vacation, uh, taking code 26. You know, they're going to say, why, why are we going to give you a pension increase? Because these guys just want to go home. They don't want to work. Man, I mean, we have a guy, I don't know what building it is, but he, 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 he sets himself up for the whole year. So, you know, every year you have to, uh, you have to have like 1600 hours to, uh, to have a physical year in the pension. Yeah. You know, guys, yeah. guys are doing their $1,600 and they feel like anything after that, they could just fucking not work one day out of the week. And that shit is fucked up. And yeah. this is so fucked up that there's layoffs now and all these layoffs are due to the fact of these cold 26 and these people working during their vacation. And Some they, locals, it's like 2000 But yeah, you're 100% right. And I did a little math here. 140000 at uh, 40 bucks an hour. I mean, you're talking. Well, I don't know how much money they take. No, no, no. That, that's not. It's not by hour that they contribute. They contribute a hundred and a hundred and thirty-three, dollars an hour, uh, a day. I'm sorry, a day for each person that walks into that door. They contribute a hundred and three dollars, or it might be a little bit more. But you times a hundred and three dollars times, you know. It's, it's a lot of money. I mean, they, they brag about it. The company brags about it's, it, that they save six point and 46 cents towards the pension for every hour. How much? $14 and 46 cents for every per hour that goes to the pension. Where you get that math from? Tony Rossiglione. So let's just say an even, uh, I mean, that, we're talking. That don't sound right. $14. I know yeah, out here in Arizona they get like thirteen eleven into the hour into the pension and then uh Ruben, what is it out by you again? Like fifteen? Uh well there's different rates in our area. Right. Our local has one rate that's higher than the other areas. Uh the joint council rider, joint council seven rider, I believe it's like a thirteen twelve an hour. Either so Jamie, way, so Jamie, that, you're, you're probably you right, right there. By 10, you're well over a million dollars. Oh yeah. And the company brags about it too. Oh, we save well, whatever one point two or three point three million dollars going into they the pension, it. and you know that's why the pension is. You know, we at the green right now. Local eight hundred four is at the green, but we could have been plus the green if people just don't go home and just work. There's work to be. You know, there's people being. This is this is the problem. The guys that are going home are gonna be feeling it in a few minutes because now they're doing layoffs and now that when they don't have work they're going to be like damn no damn you because you win home all those times and you're causing this because the company feels that they could do this job without you here and they're going to send you home not pay you for the day not pay the contributions and that's it it's a win-win for the company. You guys think it's a win-win for you by going home and relaxing, doing shit, jerking off. Uh, you know, it, you could jerk off on the weekend, but on during the week, Monday through Friday, you fucking you come to work. If you come to work, you come to work, right? 
right, right. I mean, I don't know about you porn, down there, Roswell. Porn, porn ain't going nowhere. It's going to be porn. Laughing. You got no, an issue with I mean, 26 by you? What I what I figured from this conversation from Hector is I can only jack off on the weekend and on the weekdays I got to be at work. Exactly. You know, that's right. That's right. Educating the members here at Union Power Radio. And are you ambidextrous? Because we must know this. <laughs> no reason at all. Um, so Dave, I'm, uh, you guys have an issue with Code Twenty Six out of Roswell Hub. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it's usually the usual suspects. It's like I feel like it's a battle I can never win. I push people to say, listen, you know, you got to think about your retirement. We, you know, you never know what's going to happen in 2023. And uh, we're having actually a lot of retirees lately. So it kind of has amped people to start saving more because, I mean, it's something I push at every every time we have a retirement party. I tell everybody, you know, I want to see everybody reach this point at one time. And the people that generally go home a lot are kind of the, the guys that live paycheck to paycheck. So they aren't really um, setting themselves up for retirement. Wow. And a lot of people that I see that's go homes also that became, they were part-timers going into full-time. Now, you know, they, they, they salary changes when you become a full-time, you get more money. So those part-timers, they used to, you know, I have a part-time that's been there for 20 years as a part-time and just became a full-time driver. This guy goes home as much as he can because you know what? As long as he made that weekly salary that he was making as a part-time or a he's little okay. bit more, he's good. He's good. So he this this is the fucked up shit. You you stay in this company for so long, uh, twenty years as a part-time. You become a full-time to better your career to you know to get you more money, and then here we go. Why won't why I'll go home two other days because those three days I made enough to pay me for the week that I was doing part time and a little bit of something something and that's what's the fucked up shit about what's going on here and these part time they should you know they got the rights to work as a full timer keep it let's keep rolling it you know the more uh, full time that we can make as part time I mean uh, part time as full timers is better for this for us for the members for the for the teamsters. They don't understand that, and that's what that's what I see. That part timers, they're so used to making a salary weekly, and then when they make more money, it's like, oh, I don't have to work the other two days. Yeah. Another side of this is when you're going into negotiations, the company's going to pull all this information. Absolutely, and they're going to sit there and say, oh, well, we don't need more people because half your guys go home every day. You don't need more pension contributions because you're not working every day. You don't need higher pay because you're not even working a full week. And now, you're getting by just fine. Now, uh, everybody, we, we're trying to find out. Sorry, Greg. Uh, we're trying to find out uh, what can the Teamsters do to these members that uh, just fucking up the contract by going home what i mean is it's no solution to it we can't punish the member we you know it's it's just it's a debt situation that we put ourselves even the executive board any local that put themselves in that they can't really do they can't do any mandates they can't pull their union card you know it's it's, it's fucked up it's like our hands are tied for these guys doing this 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 nonsense that is is fucked up in the union i mean I say, I say to all, if you don't want to be in a union, go work at McDonald's, go work somewhere else that's non-union, you'll see the fucking difference of Absolutely. how a union is. 
Um, there is one thing I wanted to hit on is that I know that like as far as management, uh, they really actually don't like some of these uh, as far as people going home all the time and only working one day a week because they got to pay that guy's benefits. You know, there's people that work the system. They'll come in and just do safety and do three hours and go home. I don't know how they pay their bills, but um, it's it's come down. And, you know, right now we have a problem in Local 728 where uh, now management is trying to force people to work at least three days a week. Uh, you know, I, I promote people working, but, you know, it, it's it's a weird situation. So... Yeah, I mean, there's definitely got to be something that we could come to collectively and come up with an idea that's going to stop this kind of behavior. Um, I, obviously, going home, I mean, from everything everybody's been saying here, for you people are listening out there, it's not a good thing. As everybody said here, you see how it affects everyone as far as pension contributions, going into negotiations. It takes such a bad effect on us as members trying to push forward for you, for you, our brothers and sisters who will be out there complaining that you're not making enough money, that you'll be complaining that you don't have enough money coming to you when you retire because of a pension. Well, you know what? You were part of the problem. If you want a better pension, if you want higher wages, if you want to be able to let us, when it comes down to negotiations for our international and our locals to be able to negotiate in good faith and get you guys better things and more money and higher pensions, Stop fucking not coming to work. I mean, shit. Well, you know what? You come up with that. But we have a lot of shop stewards in 804 that loves Code 26. You know, listen. Yeah, no. Listen. It's in every local. Listen, you know, me, I I don't like it because what happens is that you see the shop steward doing it. Might as well I I could do it. And then if you, I mean, an executive, you know, we can't do anything about it. We, you know, as an executive board, you know, I will, look, for me, I will remove the shop steward as a shop steward. I will remove him because, listen, (laughs) what's what's he doing? What's he doing there for the membership anyway? If he's always going home. And I hate the shop stewards that fucking go in, have a hearing with a member, and then decides to go home. Huh? No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> what? What he so said? It's kind of funny you're saying this because we kind of have this issue right now where there's a steward that pretty much never works. He works like one day a week. Not in our center. It's in a. Anyways, I don't want to get into our building drama. <laughs> no, but I, I totally understand because we have we have those shop stewards here in uh, local 804 that some of them just just don't give a fuck and just just come in you know they do their little discipline thing they they talk to the management and then all of a sudden they, you'll see them walking out the door going home on code 26 those guys should be removed i mean listen not listen I don't, whatever man i'm listen none of my shop stewards are like that and i'm glad because i don't have to deal with that but i know i go to different buildings and i see it i see it i see the shop stewards are going home on code 26 and that message shows you that hey he can do it i can do it and it's just a fucking it's just a domino effect man it's a domino effect can i say something i know it's a bad thing but can we look at it as a positive thing the code 26 meaning if they're sending x amount of people home every day Shouldn't that mean that we need more sick and optional days 
or even nope. We, you're we not gonna to get it. Wait up! Wait up! Hear me out! Hear me out! Hear you're not gonna get it. Huh? You're not gonna get it. You know why? Because we, we, if we go to the negotiation table and say to them, we want more sick days, more optionals. You know what they're gonna say? They're gonna bring out that fucking big pack of code twenty six. Why are we gonna give you more days off? These guys are taking off anyway. So it's, it's in a negotiation. They're gonna fucking stick it right up our asses. With that, with the code 26. That's why we won't get it. We won't get the more sick days. We won't get the more optionals. And that's what members want. They say, oh, I want more sick days. I want more optionals. Okay, motherfucker, come to work. Let's show the company that they need us here. And then we'll ask for more sick days and, and, and optional days. Because the company's going to come up with a big booklet. And they're going to shove it up our asses and say, why are we going to give you more days off if they're already taking it off? Our brother Nick Curry. Those are the people that are coming in and going home. They're not. They don't have something planned. They're not hey. asking for a day off because they got something to go do. They're walking into work and turning around and going home because they have nothing to do. Some of them don't even get that far. They get the phone call where they tell them, right. "Hey, even we don't worse. need you today." <laughs> uh, our brother Nick Perry out in the west. Uh, he says that there's good language on vacation in the West Coast that encourages or out west. That encourages people to work um, at 150. Well, I don't, does, does anybody have Nick Perry's number here? Maybe you could send him the link and have him join our Zoom because I'd love to hear about this language here that he's talking about. I'll send about. it to him. Yeah, great. Thanks, Dave. Um, another What's thing that I want to. 150 seconds? Yeah, he's saying 150 uh, second pay. One, one, I don't know if he's saying. Vacation pay. That's what we have. Right. Oh, okay. Oh, so that's what that is? 150 second. Yeah. Vacation you pay. get paid based on your average pay. So, Jamie, did I, so did, I answer, did I answer did I answer your question oh. after I interrupted you of saying, "Oh, and people want more sick days, and that's how you fix Coast Twenty Six? Listen, that's not going to fix oh, it. Yeah, you answered it. You answered it. I, I just thought it could be used. No, that Code Twenty Six. That code. Let me tell you something. Also, vacation time. When you know. Our vacation period, I don't know, in different locals, but in our vacation period, the, you know, you get, you know, two years and three three years on the job. You get two weeks for three years on the job, and then you get three weeks for five years on the job, and then the next time you get another vacation is 10 years, right? I Guys don't want to wait 10 years to get a fourth week of vacation, but if we bring it to the table, if we bring it to the table and says we want more vacations for our guys, they're going to come with another fucking book, they're going to throw it right on the table and says, why? They are working during their vacation. Why would I want to give you more vacation if you, well, they're working it? What's the, what's the use of it? So there's a lot of things that we do during our time as, as, a, as a worker and to show the company, the, the company ain't stupid. They're going to fucking write everything down. How many people going on tour? Look, we asked for a request of, of how many cold 26 throughout the local. Hundreds not hundreds, thousands of hours were given up. Huh? You said 140,000 hours. Uh, right? That's why I said thousands <laughs> of hours that we gave to the company that they don't have to contribute to. And this is what they use, that exact hours to say, fuck you, we're not giving you shit. Fuck you, we get it anyway from your members. This is how we fuck ourselves. Don't you guys have language? You can't work vacations. I thought you had that. 
We do. You're not supposed to work your vacations, but people try to do it. So what people we do, do anyway. as shop stewards or business That's agents, like fantastic and Hector, language. Everybody should have that language, yeah. and they still don't. Yeah, and Hector is one of the best at it because what he does and what a lot of other shop stewards do is we, which kind of, it, it's kind of like a double-edged sword because you're putting in the grievance for this person now who worked his vacation to get double time his rate for those for working his vacation. So now the company's thinking twice about putting that guy to work again because now the grievance are going to have to pay him double. See, this guy or whoever's doing it will be willing just to do it on salary because he's already getting the vacation check. So oh, he I, feels listen, like it's double already. From like, all my centers, right. from all my centers, this is what I do and this is what I think everyone should do. From all my centers, all my shopsters, when they complete the vacation, I get it. I want it. Not because they want to give it to I ask for it. Yeah. I want it. Because I want to know who's on vacation that week. And let me yeah. tell you something. I'll make your fucking life a living hell when you're on vacation and you coming in. <laughs> because what I do, I go directly to the fucking, to the center, and I tell the manager straight to his fucking face. He came in because he had a, an a, a Article 6, which is a... a, a Entering to a separate contract with you, okay? Yep. Now, he don't get to route. He don't get his route. He gets to pick at the bottom of the fucking pack. And I tell the driver that. You're going to get the fucking worst fucking route for the f whole week that you took off, that, that you were supposed to take off, and you're working your way. You're going to get the, the worst route ever. Even if last. he... The last route that is the piece of shit route of that the nobody world. Wants. That, that nobody, nobody wants. wants. And let me tell you something. He looks at me and he'll say, I'm going home. Bye. See you later. Have a good vacation. Because that's what they, they, they think. Because they come in during their vacation. They get the you know, they get their route. They, they, no, that was a week that you were supposed to be off. A cover driver is gonna take that route. You're gonna do the fucking worst route. I wanna I wanna I filed for somebody else to get time and a half for every hour they work. Yeah, I think with us it's double time. No, is it time and a half? Well, a week. time and a half. I'm saying that if if they're working, they're taking overtime away from everybody else. Right. So I file for another member for for whatever hours they work for time and a half for the whole day. Oh, it works. Oh, it works because it works because the first day. it works because the guy that was on vacation also that week had more time than the guy that came in. So ever hour, the, all the hours he worked. I gave it to the fucking guy that was home on his vacation. He got a double check. He got his vacation check, plus he's got a grievance check, and they paid him $1,300 to stay home because this guy decided to come into work. So I grieve everything. I don't give a shit. I want to switch gears here and talk a little uh, about um, steward elections real fast because I don't know about in other locals, but our elections are coming up soon uh, with us. Around April and May, people start setting in, putting in their letters of intent to run. Uh, Ruben, I noticed that on one of your videos that I was watching, you spoke about how stewards and some locals, and we all know this to be true, are elected, and some stewards and some locals are appointed. Um, and you know, there's a big debate on whether, and it shouldn't be a big debate because I feel like the democratic process is always the way to go. Uh, you want to be elected as a steward. I was elected as a steward. Hector was elected as a steward. A lot of stewards that are stewards now were elected by their members, by the brothers and sisters that they're trying to help. So anybody who's appointed sometimes, yeah, you might appoint somebody who's good. But, you know, at the same time, there might be there might be someone better that the people there feel is better for the job. 
Just because you think this person is good for the job doesn't mean the people he's necessarily working with think he's best for the job. So I just kind of wanted to get your people's two cents on whether you feel Stewart should be elected or appointed and how you guys feel about that. I'll start with Ruben because you were talking about it a little on your show, on your TikTok show. Um, well, I mean, the way a lot of things done within the union is, you know, one member, one vote. I believe that Stewart should be elected by their coworkers, but I've also heard of instances in a, a I believe Hector even said, like, you know, if you have a steward that's going home early, you know, he said he wishes you could remove him. Well, that's part of the reason why some bylaws and locals might have the election and a point. Because if you have a steward that's doing that, he's setting a bad example for the rest of the members. So you want to put a steward in that's going to be a better example. I've also seen situations where members thought it was funny to have one guy elected. And then they realized when he was on the job, he couldn't do it. Well, you elected him, so you're stuck with them now. You know, right. and then, you know, it just gives, because the business agent still has to do things, you know, to get things done for the members and the shops through the conduit for them on the floor. So you want to have someone that's pretty competent there to be able to do the job and relay the messages from the, from the business agent to, and the local to the members. But, I mean, overall, I believe that uh, uh, a person being elected by his coworkers is the best is the best way to go about it. Yeah, agreed. And if he does start to screw up, then I, I would I would be okay with the powers that be removing him or he or she. I, I, I'm cool with the powers that be removing that person if they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, but I, mean, I don't know, my, that's something we have to consider. At my local too, we also have shop steward bylaws. It was uh, created, I think 1960. Um, it's bylaws that stewards have to abide by as separate from the locals bylaws. Um, you know, and there's actually information in there for members if uh, shop stewards violating things that they can take action against. Uh, I've seen a lot of people try to, just because they don't like the person's personality, he can do the job fine. They try to use the bylaws against them, but you know, it's a process also. You have to get the site. My local has citation paperwork. You, you know, you got to say what he violated. Sometimes it's just personality. Most of the time it's personality issues. Um, but I've never seen a steward been taken out of office or taken out of the role just because he hasn't done his job uh, at my local. I think all the stewards do their job. You know, it's it's a thankless job. People uh, that want it sometimes, I tell them, be careful what you ask for. I said, you're going to, you might regret it. They just, you know, because they look, other people look and see what the steward's doing and they think, oh, it should be done this way and that way. And they don't really realize what a steward is actually doing to make, try to promote harmony and get things done between management and the workers, you know, because management has a whole bunch of fucked up ideas they try to do, at least from my experience at Coca-Cola. You know, they have a whole bunch of shit they want to try to do and it violates a contract and you got to sit there and try to stop them before they even try to implement things. And workers just... Most of the members aren't involved in that process, so they don't see it. Uh, it's nice when you can actually bring a worker in to a meeting, like a grievance, and they actually see how you have to deal with the management because they think you should just get a grievance paid like yesterday, and it's not always that easy and simple. Yeah. How about you, Blake? What do you feel about the uh, steward elections or appointed stewards? Do you have any thoughts on that? 
Um, yeah, kind of personal story. So when I was in Minneapolis, I worked for a paper company called Bunzel and I, I'm all for elected um, stewards. You know, I think like one vote, you know, you know, who, who people want in charge, but uh, we had a pretty bad steward and, you know, we were a small group of nine drivers. So like it was kind of a country club and uh, I hate to say it that way, but the steward never had, he, he was a bad steward and the top four guys who were there, uh, they were just protecting their interest, you know? And so, um, you know, I brought it up to the BA and they, they were going to appoint me, but at the end of the day, you know, I, it's like, I believe in democracy, right? You want to vote for or democratic, you know, you, you know, cause if you get appointed, you know, I feel like sometimes people won't respect you as much if you got elected because they'll be like, well, you got put in there. You know what I mean? But yeah. like Ruben said is that, um, you know, you get what you vote for. So, uh, if this is who you want and he's screwing up, well, you're going to have to deal with it until you guys decide what you want to do next. So, yeah. And, and, and the crazy thing is that some, some votes, it's just that, you know, they friends, you know, and they, 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 yeah, they get That's you. All exactly. So they get, they get the guy in uh, one of their friends and thinking that, you know, we get my friend in, you know, I'll never be in the office because my friend <laughs> is the steward. And let me tell you something. You're wrong. You will be in that office. No matter, matter who you put in there as your friend and and you get away with shit so you got to pick the right steward the, the steward that is is bio to everything like meaning like he he just he he, he you're, he's your friend outside the company but he's a straight up fighter for the union and that's what you have to do you have to divide that 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 separateness because you can't represent a member uh, different than your friend you know everybody is treated equally across the table no matter what they hate you they can't stand you or they love you and they they you have a beer with them you still got to treat them the same way you got to uh protect them you have to uh represent them the same way i had that problem when i was a steward when i was a steward i went in blindfolded because i we had a steward there named dwight phillips and uh he wasn't doing nothing for the members and i saw and i would just it's just start in the career i didn't i didn't think about the union i didn't really care about the union i just wanted to work and make my eight hours and go home and and you know and like that that, that thing they pulled me into to the union because i was seeing a lot of uh guys was depressed coming to work and they was like ah, i hate coming to work i hate coming to work and i like why because the management was always fucking with them and this the shop steward was a a puppet to them like he whatever they asked him to do for them that's what he did and it was it was a conflict of interest with the members versus the the management and I took it upon myself the first year that I started working. I took it upon myself to run against this guy, not knowing anyone in the center. But they saw the fight that I had in me. They saw that I, I was into the contract. I was into the, the, the union thing at that. You know, I started getting into it. And uh, they voted. They voted him out. You know, he was a steward for 14 years because he was a steward for 14 years because no one knew under our contract that you could run with a run against a run against a steward every year. They didn't know that they could run again. They thought that he was the steward for life until they retired. Until I read the contract and said, oh, wait a minute, I could run against this guy. And I gave him the opportunity. I gave him the opportunity to put me as an alternate. He refused. I said, fine. 
then I'm going to run against you. And I whipped his ass with 68 to 12 votes uh, and took him right out of his place. And then the, the, the Senate turned around in 360 because after that, management didn't want to even deal with me. They didn't even want to deal with people going into office. And then you have more members getting involved now. Now, now that see that the union is, is backing them up and now they're getting more involved, going to meetings, asking about this, asking about that. And that's what it should be all around. That's what shop stewards should do to get everyone involved. And I had people that hated me that to be a shop steward, but it doesn't matter to me. I had a guy that couldn't stand me that he, he, I, he swear to me that when he sees me in the street and I'm getting beat up by five guys, he won't help me. That's, that's how bad he, that's how bad he hated me. But guess what? He was in a situation that he got caught, you know, stealing time and all that. And I fought for him, even though he hated me. And guess what? He's my best friend now. Because he saw that I put the differences aside and represented him as a shop steward and got in, and saved his job. And he's still working to this day. And he's every morning, he thanks me. He, he, he says, what's up? This is the guy that hated me, that wanted me yeah. dead. But <laughs> it is what it is. You know, if you're going to be a shop steward, you got to do it for the right cause. You can't do it for the fuck. I don't know in other locals, but this local, they get paid to be a shop steward. And these guys are lazy. They are on the fucking payroll from the membership, $2 a guy. They collect this check. They Listen. Every six months. At the six months, when, when, that's, when that check is due, they, they'll call up the union hall. But they won't call up the union hall before that to ask any other questions <laughs> or whatever. They'll call for that check, though. Hey, where's my check? The check that you didn't earn because some stewards don't earn it. And I feel, you know, guys that don't show up to shop steward meeting and don't show up to general membership meeting to give the information to the members should not get money, period. I, I went almost a year without getting mine, and, and the business agent actually had to chase me down and say, hey, listen, you got to take your money because we're waiting for this to clear. So you got to get, get your stuff out of the way because, you know, as far as being – uh, uh, the union, they got to keep the books clear for every meeting. So they're like, dude, you haven't picked up your time. Well, what are you going to, but, uh, uh, Mr. David Allen, how about you? Uh, how do you feel as far as, uh, elections, steward elections, appointed stewards? How do you feel about that, brother? It's funny you're bringing this up. We're going through <laughs> some of this right now. Is it um, though? Is it funny? Yeah, a, little, right. a little bit. I'm, yeah. I'm, cur I'm curious. This is what, you know. Okay. So. I know that some people, uh, some of you guys on this call know what's going on in my local, but so in local 728 in our bylaws, uh, the stewards are appointed. I'm actually appointed. And so were the two stewards I work with right now. Our local generally does elections just to please the members. Like let's say a steward drops out, retires, whatever. Right. Uh, then they'll put the election box up and, you know, get everybody, but, you know, by our bylaws, the president can appoint, right? Um, right now, uh, and thanks to Nick Perry for sending me his bylaws, I'm trying to implement his bylaws into our local bylaws because we're trying to make it so people can get voted in and out. Uh, right now, the situation I'm seeing all over local 728, which is, you know, all of Georgia pretty much, is that people are getting appointed and then they take easy street and they don't do their jobs and to get rid of them for the members is an absolute hassle. And, you know, once again, I've been doing this job for 22, 23 years now, and I've never once seen where 
people have gotten the 51% percentage uh, petition together to have a reelection. It just doesn't happen. People are, for one, they're too scared of like causing so much commotion inside their own building and then feeling like they're going to be outcasted for doing it, you know? And, um, you know, I've talked to a number of members and our local and the stewards and what we're trying to push forward with this new bylaw is to have a mandatory vote every three years. I like that. I mean, in our local, we do it every year. Yeah, we I do mean, it every, every year. year it's a possible. It's a, every year, I mean, if you're doing your job, nobody's going to run against you. But every year, somebody has the right to run against you. And, and it'll be someone who, you know, feels, one, you're not doing your job uh, and is either being told by people that you haven't been doing your job or whatever the case is. And, and they'll... Go ahead. No, I was just say that, you know, we have shop stewards here that, you know, is, is, is amazing to me that they are elected by the members because... You know, there's one particular, and I'm not going to name any names, one particular shop steward that he's rarely at work. He's rarely, at, he's not there at work to represent the members. And the funny thing is he gets a fucking check. This is what I'm dying. Listen, we need to change our bylaws. We need to say to, the, to, the, to whoever's going to be a shop steward, and, you know, I feel that's stealing time because you're not at work. You're not there to represent the members. And you're getting a check for representing the members that you're not even there for. And, and I feel that a guy like that, that the executive board should remove him, period. Yeah. Yeah. They should remove a shop steward like this. I mean, this, this, this guy, he's in, he's in one of the centers in Queens, but he, this, when I was a BA there, you know, he, he rarely was there. And and it's and it's fucked up that the members don't, don't get the. Speaking speaking our bro, speaking about our brothers and queens, Gonzalo Cousins says a bad stop steward can be like making the work makes the work environment feel like jail. Wow, that's that's pretty hold, deep. Hold on, Hector, you say queens? I thought you were speaking about the one from Brooklyn. So it's, it's more than one. <laughs> and and oh, exactly, I, mean, and I feel I feel like Oakley Four in general has really strong good shop stewards but i think in every local you're gonna have that the strong situation. ones are the ones that come to the meetings that that yeah. are, 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 right. are there i mean there's a lot of Push strong the members there's a yeah. lot of good be i mean uh, uh shop stewards, stewards throughout this sure. yeah definitely but there's gonna be bad apples and Always. we have you know they say there's one bad apple no there's a couple of bad apples that we need to fix this up and represent the members to the fullest i can't be a shop steward and i can't be a ba at the same time i can't do it you know it just it's impossible i can't be the shop steward and be the ba because it's a conflict of interest with the fact is that if i go to a low level hearing and then i have to go to the my hearing you know it's just it's just crazy so we need a shop steward to be there all the time for the members. That's what they elect a uh, shop steward. I, I uh, listen to my shop stewards all the time because you know what? They're in the building there all the time. The shop stewards that do come to work and, and do represent, they there. They know the, the, the members. They know the 80 drivers. They know about their wives. They know about their kids. They know about the party. They know about all that. They know. So I go to my shop steward and I back up my shop steward to the fullest I can because he knows better. But if you have a shop steward that don't know your members, what, what are you doing? I mean, why is he there? 
step the fuck down. If you can't no run against them, what's the solution? No, yeah. because yeah. It, because what yeah. happens is he's got his his little group of friends that you know that is is they look he's looking out for them or whatever the case may be, and he tells them just vote for me. You know I'm gonna I'm I'm your man. You don't want this guy, so they all vote for him. So I think with that a case like that, that executive we should have a bylaw saying that we are allowed to remove your shop store. I mean we are allowed to remove, but unless he do something, if we see his record and he's out more than he's there, we need to remove him. Period, and appoint somebody that's gonna care about going into the office and representing the uh, the members. Greg, going to you. Greg, going on uh, down there in local 25, Cash right? 22. In Boston? 25. Yeah. 25? Up here. 20, up 25. there. Up there. Up there in local <laughs> 25. Um, how do you guys do it? Do you guys appoint? Do you guys have elections? What goes on down up there? Uh, we, are, for the most part, we are appointed, but uh, the members have a right to call for an election if, if they choose. Uh, we just had one in my building last year for the local sort. The members wanted an election. We had an election, and the old steward didn't even uh, run after 10 years of doing next to nothing. So it's it's, uh, it's kind of the best of both worlds, I think, because, uh, you know, I think um, Ruben was right. It's kind of a double-edged sword in, in some ways because, you know, you, you, if you vote, you vote, and, and you get what you get. And, you know, like he said, the, the agent has to be able to work with the steward. And, you know, it, sometimes it is a popularity contest. And so... You know, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm all for democracy as well, but sometimes, you know, you're you're putting <laughs> you're putting the, the will of the building in, into the hands of the members who are not necessarily understanding what they're actually voting for. So I think it's a it's a it's a tough question. I, you know, democracy isn't always perfect either. So it's a, it's a tough question. Okay. All right. It well, is. I mean, it is. It's, gotta... it's a tough situation. The cash twenty two because you know, if you take away a steward from doing what he's not doing, uh, you know, now you're going. Now he's a member. I mean, it's 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 fucked up. And I think it should be, uh, like when they when you're they win the... the risk, you're running the risk of retaliation. So so you have an executive board that isn't so nice. You know, and they don't like a steward for whatever reason. Now you're giving them the right to remove them. Exactly. You know, I mean, there's just there's there's bad angles on every side of it. I just feel, you know, if you're going to become a shop steward, do it for the passion of it. Uh, to to represent the men. I mean, you don't have to, you know, draw blood or anything. Like this. You know, it's, it's just represent the member the first low level hearing you know go there listen you're, you're the witness of what goes on in that meeting and and let the ba you know do what he has to do you know to save the guy's job but uh, a ba should be there for the member because he's there you know the ba can't be there monday through friday in different centers all the time um i wish i could clone myself and i put myself in different centers uh, but I can't do that. So the, you know, you relied on the shop steward on the floor. You you rely on that guy. I relied on my uh, on my uh, shop stewards. I mean, I they'll call me for questions. They'll call me for any incidents. They they don't leave me out in the dark. Uh, you got some shop stewards that don't even call the BA. He makes his own moves. He makes his own decisions, and yeah. those decisions could be you know bad for the member because you know. 
they don't know any better, you know, and shop stewards should be calling their BAs, asking their opinions. And if the BA don't have a uh, uh, answer for you, I'm sure he's going to get it from the president of the local to to help you and to help another member. But you have shop stewards that, you know, have dealing and wheelings with management and they'll take whatever they ask for. You know, they'll go in and say, yo, listen, I'm going to bring this guy in. You know, don't fight me on this. Uh, I'm going to do a three-day suspension. Just take it. You know, don't even let it go to the next level, to labor. You don't want them in here. You don't want them involved. You know, just just, just take the three-day and you're good. What are you taking the three-day for? Oh, because uh, he um, he left the package one door late, uh, one door in the other side or whatever the fuck the case may be. Oh, stupid shit. And you got shops through that will take that three-day suspension for that bullshit. You know, and the member don't know because he's only listening to what the shop steward is saying. So he's going to say, oh, I'll take three days off, you know, whatever the case may be. But I don't, that, that shouldn't be that way. It should be that the shop stewards are comfortable enough with the BAs that they can call them and, and question them. I, I give my uh, shop stewards all like, carte blanche. Like, you make that decision. I want you to learn because you can't always tell them what to do. They won't learn. You got to give them that opportunity to learn how to deal with a situation in, in the office, how to deal with discipline. This is how the way I do it. I bring them into, you know, with me for they can see how I, I talk to the fucking management. I don't want them to talk to them like that. But I show them <laughs> that I brain I brain fuck these management. I mean, I always make them look like they fucking stupid and they are stupid because they they just want discipline oh how about a one day for you know for this fuck out of here you don't want you know that's the way the shop stewards should be doing it on a low level hearing my shop steward they the managers always tell them i don't want to get hector involved what do you want you know they he'll get a warning letter he'll get this or that, that. and i said i'm fine with that i'm fine with that as long as you dealt with it in your level it don't come to my level i got management saying to them don't get hector involved I don't want to see him. I don't want him in here because he's going to fucking probably just throw this shit in my face. I, I'll, I'll do a, you know, I'll do a warning letter. And then when I look at the case, sometimes they, you know, you deserve like three days especially. But <laughs> if a shop steward gets a warning letter, that's an A plus. You know what All I'm right. saying? And that's what it should be. And that's why we need shop stewards to come to work and be there for the, for the members. That's right. Our brother Antoine Andrews says, being a shop steward takes dedication. And yes, to be a shop steward, you should be dedicated to your work and to the members. And then our brother Benjamin Hampton says, also, are all, are, all, are all shop stewards required to come to the meetings? Yeah, they should. They're not required to, but they should. I mean, it, it should be your priority to come to meetings, especially shop steward meetings. As members in Local 804, as a shop steward, you have to go to a meeting the week before the general membership meeting for a shop steward meeting. And then the following week is the general membership meeting, which you show up to, too. So technically, you go to about uh, six meetings a year. Eight. No, it's, it eight? it's, it's eight. four meetings a Sorry, year. Eight. Four, four meetings a year. Meetings a year. Listen, well, I'll be I'll be, o- four I'll be okay with a shop steward. steward doing two out of the four. I'm right. okay with that. As long as you go to those meetings and see how your hall looks like, because you're a shop steward, don't even know how your hall looks like. You know, four, two out of four is, is, is or, uh, or four out of eight is, is good. And when I say four out of eight, because it's four shop steward meetings and four general membership meetings. You know, just, right. to, sh- just to get the information. I hate when a shop steward don't come to a uh, shop steward meeting or a general membership meeting, and then he calls me to tell me... For the information I got to give him. I'm like, what the fuck? 
Marcella says the shop stewards should get their checks at the meetings to make sure they participate. <laughs> <laughs> that's and, a thought. And you know what? That's like um, that's like putting a fucking uh, uh, a banana on the fucking <laughs> or orange on a uh, 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 apple uh, on a fucking a car- carrot and say, "Here, yeah, come yeah, and get it. Come and get." You know, you we shouldn't do that. We're grown fucking men. You should be the responsible enough that you're getting this <laughs> check. You get yeah, this I mean, check. Four, there's eight meetings for Stuart, Stuart, and General. I mean, if you could show up to half of them, four of them, six of them, whatever you could do, but don't not show up to any because that's just not good. Um, we're getting close now. I just want to talk real quick about the people here that joined us. I'm, gr- I'm glad that Ruben and Blake have been on and they've been helping out. Uh, I put Greg Kerwood, I text him to get in here so that he could add you guys onto our media page. Greg does our media hub page. I've been doing it with Greg. So basically, uh, all the content that me- that that has been done on social media by Teamsters, we've been kind of all putting into the media hub page, which Greg has been running for us, and he's doing a great job with it. So when you guys post stuff, join his page if you haven't already. You're probably already on it. So this way, you guys... Not yet. All right. All right. So so you guys can get on on the media hub and start putting your TikTok videos and stuff on, on, on the media hub page with the rest of us. David Allen's videos go on there. We go on there. It's kind of a place where we all come together and people get to hear all our stuff, podcasts and all other kinds of things. Um, David Allen, before we go in a few minutes, you want to tell everybody where they can reach you at and where they can see your show, please, real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, just go on YouTube, type in Roswell Hub. It'll pop up first thing. I appreciate everybody subscribing. It's uh, been really awesome, and I love the support. That's right. And you could also catch him on the Media Hub also. He pops up there. Um, And Ruben and Blake, I'm curious uh, real quick about you guys because you got one person living in California and one person living in Arizona. How did you guys connect? (laughs) I told you yesterday. I know, but the people (laughs) don't know. Grinder. No, I'm just joking. Social media, man, to tool to connect to people, and I, I think I got all everybody on this. Uh, but what is it? Chat what is it that Facebook. you guys do? I mean, what was the connection there? I don't even know. I mean, he told me you guys were getting on the uh, on on the call, but I didn't know what was. Uh, they had something to say. I, he was like, "Well, well they they're just both gotta... they're both teamsters, and right? they started a TikTok videos okay. doing educational well, TikTok videos. It's just more than TikTok. So, like, we're I don't know. I run a couple big social media pages uh for the teamsters teamster news uh co co-admin on that and then i got teamster ibt but uh uh teamsters union education you know me and ruben came up with this idea and uh jim kilbane too out of cleveland uh, uh you know just gave me the idea about tiktok videos and i brought it to ruben and ruben's took it to the next level but it's just educating members of our union i mean you don't need to know the history about like a white paper contract strike in the sixties, but like, I mean, how many, you know, we try to bring history alive and just like with the wine garden rights and all that stuff, stuff that people should know, but they probably don't know. I mean, you know, I'm thinking like the 1934, uh, you know, teamster strike in Minneapolis, you know, how, how many rank and file members really know, you know, about that strike and, how that really turned the page for labor. I mean, the Teamsters weren't the Teamsters until that strike. And my whole thing is, like, we put this stuff on our page, little TikTok videos, Instagram, Twitter, just educating people about, you know, major, you know, turning points in our union history, you know? 
Yeah. Um, real quick, tell us what pages you're running on Facebook again, just so that a lot of people that are listening can get them, or maybe you could put them in the chat. So it's uh, yeah, I'll put them on the chat. The one where we're doing the TikTok videos is uh, Teamsters Union Education. That's on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, Teamsters IBT is just like a bunch of old truck drivers on there. But then uh, Teamsters <laughs> News, uh, that's the group on Facebook where people will just post their you know, what's going on with the Teamsters, you know what I mean? Strikes and, you know, news that most of us want, you know, if you want to know what's going on with the Teamsters, you know. Uh, Ruben, you got anything to follow up on that? I just thought, you know, it's nice to be part of this. And uh, part of my thinking of the TikTok was, you know, because sometimes if, if it's a new member and we're just talking how we talk CBA and we're using all these things, you know, you have a new member sitting like, what the fuck are they talking about? So <laughs> yeah. that's why I'm trying to, go start from a smaller level if it was a new like if i was at a i take this into account like if i'm doing our minutes at our general membership meeting and i start using these acronyms and i i have to think like there's a new member in the audience that has no idea what i'm talking about so that's why i kind of like go over to us what might be very basic things but it's not it's a new member could be lost of what we're talking about so that was the idea about it and you know, with social media now, you have like a real small window to try to get somebody's attention. And, you know, younger members, in my opinion, I think use TikTok a lot more. So that's one of the, the avenues that I that we thought would be a, a, a good avenue to try to reach younger members. All right. Great. Well, I love it. I watched a couple of the TikTok videos. I think they're cool. I, I like listening to them. Uh, I love the way that you guys do the editing with the music in the background. Some of that stuff is really cool. Um, so you guys um, know where they can reach them now. You got our Roswell uh, hub guy right there, Mr. David Allen. You got Greg Kerwood, who kind of puts it all together there on the page. And as always, we're here on Union Power Radio. You can hear us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Play, Google Play, whatever is out there, any even iHeartRadio, um, give us a like, give us a follow, give these guys a like and a follow. Um, we're all trying to do the same thing, just trying to educate the members. We're, we're doing things differently. Social media hasn't really been done. we kind of been pushing the envelope here for the last couple of years doing this. So we want to thank everybody that's been listening. We want to we, thank all the people. We've got 15 minutes. No, no, I'm talking. Yeah, oh, okay. I want to make sure I get it all out before we, you know, we want to make sure everybody that's been contributing, we get a lot of love out there. Uh, we appreciate you always. And um, you have the you. Not yet. You, you. Not yet. We're not ready for that yet. <laughs> uh, real quick, though, Blake and Ruben, is there anything you want to tell the listeners out there before, you know, we go? Or we'll go around the table with this. Um, well, actually, I'd like to backtrack a little. So there's one thing in the, the local 657 member uh, had said in the email was that no one from the local had reached out to him about following agreements. Right. Uh, and you need to be proactive. Every local is different. You know, at my local, when we get termination suspensions, we automatically grieve it. The member doesn't have to do anything with it. Some locals in our area, if you don't reach out to them and whatever the contractual language is, you know, then you might be out of a job within 10 days, you know, and then you got to go find another job. So, it, you know, if that person is listening, they be proactive about your grievance. Don't just rely on the union to do it because as an agent, you know, they have hundreds or thousands of members that are dealing with a lot of moving parts. And, you know, you might get forgot about, not intentionally, but, you know, people are human and mistakes happen. 
So, you know, just uh, it'd be important to to be on top of the agent. You know, don't wait for the agent to call you. He has tons of members they need to deal with. So, you know, he should be uh, more proactive about it. Absolutely. How about you, Blake? Anything you want no. to say to him? Yeah, no, man. No. Yeah, man. Come on. I, we, we, I, you, you guys you? hit it all on the head. And uh, Ruben, you know, I, I just appreciate you taking your time and let us be on your show. I mean, this is cool. It's Union Power Radio, you know, so. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the show, man. We appreciate you. Are you a new you listener? Uh, well, you've been listening to us since... I, this is the first time I've been on the show. Me and Anthony met in uh, Chicago uh, in September. And we, uh, you know, I sent him a bunch of cool stuff. No, I don't know. What did I, didn't I send definitely, you? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, man. It's a, re- a really old pin, too. Like, and I love that, that you guys do a lot of the history stuff on your page, reading up on, on stuff like the Minneapolis strikes and other things in the past. I, I love that stuff. So I'm really, I really dig the history. I, I could do my Ken Path impression if you wanted me and, to. And every, whoa, whoa, whoa. Everyone, everyone here has collector cards it took for Hector, so rub it in, guys. Uh, everybody here, even Jamie? Oh no! I didn't send one to Jamie. What? Wait, wait. What's going on? What's going on? Where where this guy's coming from? What he say? (laughs) Yes, thank you. Those were cool cards. I will. I will send Hector and Jamie a set. I still have a couple extra sets. Don't see. I don't need it the whole time. (laughs) He's driving. That's why. I don't need. I don't. I don't need him. We only got a couple of minutes left. Um, I know that layoffs is a big thing. I know we spoke briefly about it. But layoffs is happening all over. The company don't. Are we able to to speak more about these layoffs and the options? Of course. Why not? I mean, the company is like, again, is fucking around with the they're not reading the contract. They're just doing layoff. They're not going by the layoff language. Uh, They are they doing whatever the fuck they want to do. Now, you know, the layoff language, it starts like this. You know, if you have trainees, they the trainees go bye bye. And then they start from the bottom. Now, the 22 fours are, uh, are the guys at the bottom. And so they go from the bottom of the 22 fours and they start laying off from there. But the thing is this, man. If you're in, in a local like ours, 804, that has 15 buildings, and they lay off no? one brother, if they lay off one brother out in Suffolk, I think it should be a fucking effect for the whole fucking goddamn 14 buildings. They, you know, they say, you know, anybody that's training in the Bronx or in Malvern, in Yonkers, or any of those trainers should be freaking taken out, taken out, and let the guys that are union stay to work up in Suffolk or whatever the case may be, or in Melville, whatever the, whatever the place is, is, is getting laid off, because what they're doing is they go going building per building, and it's a whole local full of trainees in other buildings. They should lay off every trainee that's in any building with the layoff language. And then if, if it's not enough, then you go into, you know, the union guys that are at the bottom of the list. But this company is fucking stupid. You know, they, they, they doing it building by building. And, it's, and no, it should be, listen, if you're doing a layoff here, then everybody should be fucking off. All those trainees... Everybody that's not in the union should be out of the fucking building, but they're not Training doing it that in all, way. In all classifications, Absolutely. Right? If you're going to come and lay off a union member, you need to fucking go down all those buildings and lay off every trainee that's in that fucking goddamn building. 
before. So this, so this is why this is why we need everybody involved because, as you said, you laid somebody off and or not just involved. We need the communication because if you laid somebody off and suffered, somebody in Yonkers might not know it. So if they don't know it, they might see trainees. Who, who's going to know that the training is working? Listen. So we need the communication, and also we need the involvement from the members to let their BA or their shop steward know, look, the training was working the primary or the preload or whatever it's called in other buildings. They, they have the right They have so, the right to jump to uh, when you get laid off to go into preload. You, you have the right to bump in preload, okay, and get paid the same money and get paid and get the eight hours. But I think... If you're in the layoff language, should be that if I get laid off in in the Bronx, and there's you know I wanna I wanna bump somebody in Mount Vernon or whatever's closer to my house. Let's say I've traveled from uh, Long Island to 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 the Bronx, and I get laid Same off in the Bronx. I wanna I want my, I wanna use my seniority and go right. wherever the fuck I want to bump a motherfucker. I guarantee you the company will be fucked up because now. Is a is a is a trigger effect. So now no, it's gonna no, be is is yeah. what they call it. You know, R. Kelly is gonna be a lot of bumping grind going on, and the company don't <laughs> want that. They don't want no bumping ground. They don't want to see a guy from the Bronx going to Nassau because it's closer to bump a guy there. But that's that. It should be happening as a seniority. If I have the seniority and is a guy in Nassau that that, that has less time to me, I want to bump him to get that to get that eight hours and, and, and vice versa. He'll go to another building and bump another right. guy and it'll just be a bumping thing, a situation and it's not being done. And that's why the company's saying they're not going to do it. They're not going to go here. They're not going to go there. So fuck it. You know, this is, this is but, what the company you lies what, on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, Greg and, and he cut and, himself uh, off. David, what, you I'm, guys... what I'm saying is the problem is a lot of guys, when they hear that, Oh, I'm getting laid off. They're, the manager management is asking them to take the day. So now they're taking the day again, code 26. Instead of going into the preload and working the eight hours, they're taking the day or they're using their sick or personal day. So that's that's hurting us too. Oh yeah, that's yeah, definitely what I've about done. Layoffs, layoffs or one one day layoff? Uh, it's been like a few days here, a few days there. How, how about you guys in Boston? Have anybody down there been having any? They've been talking any no layoffs no. down in Boston. How about in Georgia over there, Dave? No layoffs over there either. I know it's going on in other places. Just I know it can't be just New York, but uh, I guess but we'll... they have to come to you like for with our language. They have to sit down with the local and say we're gonna, you know, we're gonna lay people off. This is what we're gonna do. We gotta follow this procedure. We 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 don't have. We took away one day layoffs for for package, so they can't like if I show up to work, they can't say oh you, you we're laying you off. They have to go to the local. And say we're going to lay off five people in this building, and and come up with the plan to to follow that. And, and that's the problem. Say, oh, and that, people up. That's the problem with the membership because they 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 do this the fucking dealing and wheeling with the fucking. They don't the the management don't want to say I'm laying you off for the day, so they sweet talk right. them and say, listen, we're over by a lot. You know, you want right. to go home, so you you you. You're supporting that. You're supporting that the fact that they don't need you there and that you're supporting the fact that you, you, you have the right to work. Once you walk into that spot, you, you, you have a guaranteed eight hours to be there. Take it and stay with it. You going home is just giving the company 
reasons to lay to lay people off because it's not enough work for eight hours. But Hector, there's nothing in the contract that the company before they decide to let, like he's mentioning. Is there anything in the contract that states that they have to sit? Because I don't remember reading about that. If they, I know there's layoff they have language to, they, they have, have to go in seniority. That I know. They they but, have to send a letter to the president of the local yeah. telling them yeah. uh, that you know a change of operation. They're going to be doing layoffs and they're going to go. They they write down the layoff language that we have there, and then uh, it's between the company and the principal officer which is Vinnie Perone and they got to discuss you know this is how it goes down this is how it's got to be done you got to do it the right way and you know and then the company will say well it's only a one day layoff and uh and you know it's Vinnie, a process. yeah it, it is a process and the thing is that we for oh Nick Perry's coming on hold on a second oh sweet uh, it's Just a process, but it, the, the process <laughs> is there and we're there to defend the members. But the pro the problem is the members are accepting these side deals and thinking okay. that they, but that's a different ballgame than a layoff. They're choosing to go home. And that's the, that's the problem. It is fucking insane. How we the just, the problem is, Hector, is that now. And I noticed in my center, they have what's called mainly for Mondays, the extra list. And they're not even in seniority order. Well, they, they, they didn't know about the extra list. Now they're putting up the extra list because between the extra, let me tell you what's wrong with the extra list. So if, if they have an extra list on the board with extra guys, so if a guy reports to work, if they are on the extra list and they don't have no work, they only have to pay him four hours. If they don't have that extra list and the guy reports to work, the guys guarantee eight hours. So that's why I tell all my guys, don't go home because they don't have an extra list. Stay, tell them that tell them that you want to tell them that you want to work you don't give a shit what you do clean toilets take out the garbage sweep the floor whatever you want to do stay at work you're going to get paid hours now if they don't want to do that and they send you home you're guaranteed eight hours anyway so that's what the extra list is all about let's talk but to our brother nick perry hold on jamie <laughs> our brother nick perry just came on and but wait we was having a conversation to, well i want to bring nick perry i know but wait, wait let's nick, jamie what you got to say oh, hey nick hey nick wait 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 i'm not more important than heck man hey if you got something to talk about man you know go time ahead. out time out time out jamie see if they're having i just don't by you out there also nick so jamie go ahead finish it he, he's on mute anyway go ahead uh yeah, nick. go ahead jamie go ahead jamie now you got nothing to say? Who, me? Yeah, you. Yeah, you. Oh, no, I was going to ask you. I thought you were talking to Nick. Um, with the with the extra list, isn't it supposed to be in seniority order? Yes. From Everything's the in seniority from, order. Right. Everything is in seniority up. order. It's not in seniority order. Well, that's what you have to talk to the manager. It has to be in seniority order. Okay, or your BA. What's up, Nick? You're on mute, Nick. Yeah, can you guys hear me now? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, I'm walking my kids down to the park. So, Sweet. you know, if I, if I yell, it's because, you know, they're, they're going too far. But I want to talk <laughs> about this. I mean, it's happening all over with the layoffs, uh, especially on Monday, right, here in the central region the same way. And I think it's pretty strategic on the company's part. Aside from the code 26s, they're going to be able to throw down how many pages of paperwork showing how many guys didn't work on Mondays, and then they're running junk volume on Saturdays to try to pump up those numbers. Yeah. So when we go in there to talk about 22 fours and ending them. They're going to go in there talking about how many people they need on a Tuesday through Saturday schedule. 
So I think it's super important what you guys are talking about. Exactly. Yeah. But you That's know, exactly it. And and the thing is that the, it's got to get the words got to get out to the members that you're hurting this this your local, you're hurting the Teamsters, you're hurting the contract. You you guys pension. You, you exactly the pension Open welfare. Exactly. You, you're, you're hurting everything and you think that it's benefiting you and you're not. You're hurting one person taking off that day hurts the whole 1.3 million Teamsters, whatever, you know, it, whatever's in, in the company, um, the 250,000, whatever the case may be. Um, exactly. So, you know, just like they say to you when you report late that you're very important to us, that you need to report on time because our operation won't 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 succeed if you come in late all the time you know what the teamsters logo is that you're very important for to, to come to work and to keep this pension going and to keep the contracts negotiation in our favor because if we go into no negotiations with 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 power of you going to work and this is what we want this is it and then the company throws it in our face well why you want this because they doing this and uh, why would we give you this because they doing this you're only hurting the future of this of this of this teamster of this by doing period. exactly so yeah. you know so real quick folks that was great uh great conversation you guys really did a great job talking about all this stuff here today um, before we go, there's some people that haven't been able to say anything. Nick, before we go, is there anything you want to say to anybody or to the members? No, you guys are doing a great job, man. I, you know, I just appreciate it. I was able to hop on here for a quick second, but uh, I wanted to speak on that layoff stuff because I think it's super important, especially with the Mondays, that they're clearly tracking it as a company. And uh, if, if we don't pay attention to that, I think we're going to get cut short at negotiations because they're going to have how many people taking Mondays off and we're getting screwed on the Saturdays. So especially in the central region, it's a real big deal. Oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that, Nick. So you central region folks wake up East coast too. I mean, it's going to, it's affecting everybody little by little Greg, anything you want to say to anybody to the members before we go? Uh, no, I agree with what Nick said. And, uh, I did want to say something that all Ruben said earlier, you got to speak up. You got to talk to your stewards. You got to talk to your agents. You can't, we can't keep track of everybody. It's incumbent upon the members. If something seems wrong to you, say something to someone about it. Don't just click your heels and go, yes, sir, right away. If they're telling you to do something that doesn't make any sense, find your steward, ask questions, ask, read your contract, know your language, talk to your BA. You can only be protected if you take that step to protect yourself. We can't help you if we don't know you need help. So right. speak up and, and search out what you're looking for and you'll find the answers. That's right. Mr. Allen. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll save you for last, Jamie. We always oh, save the best for last. <laughs> <Dave. Your> last. <laughs> no respect whatsoever. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. No, uh, to bring this all back around to the first thing you hit on, Anthony, which is the fact that we all have social media kind of like our own little pockets you know what i mean you got the podcast youtube TikTok. this is absolutely amazing this is great and the members when they find something they like they send it to their friends especially if it's a subject that relates to what they're going through right then and there you know most of the people that subscribe to my channel are new drivers you know and uh this is information that i wished i knew when i first came in and it's great to see what you guys are doing right now as well you know, and it's great that we're all working together. This isn't like a pissing contest. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we're all 
we're all doing this for the right reasons, you know? So my shout out to everybody in this room and, and, and I totally appreciate you letting me come on your show, you know? No, always a pleasure, Dave. You're always welcome for sure. Dean Dawes, you've been quiet for some time there, tow truck. Anything you want to I, say to the members? You know, hey, you guys are doing a great job. I wish I could have been in the show more. We are stressing out over some certain bid things going on here. And me and my partner here, uh, Josh Davis, who I consider one of the best stewards we have in my department. We've been working on some stuff here and we're just stressing out. I have, I, I apologize for not being able to check in. I've been listening the whole time. You guys are doing a great job. And uh, well, uh, two weeks from now, I'll be back on for good. Thank so. you. Thank you, Dean. We still appreciate you, buddy, no matter what. Go ahead, Mr. Holligan. Yeah, I just wanted to say, um, for the 22 Fords, um, I know it's, a, it's, it's considered a layoff, but all you're doing is going into another classification of your assignment. With that being said, when you're there doing unloading or preloading, you should be you should be very active, meaning if you see supervisors working, get them grievances out. Find out why they find out why they're working, write them grievances up. This is your opportunity to, to be to, to become active. Don't just let them work or let them pass you work and just go like, oh, it's like it's an everyday thing. No, get get active and stop them from working. This way you can influence the part-timers in these buildings to possibly do the same. And that was it. Uh, Mr. Fortis, is there anything you want to say to the members real quick? Fucking come to work and stay at work, motherfuckers. That's what I yeah. want to say. Straight the fuck up. Exactly. The fuck stay the fuck at work. Come to work. If you get up in the morning, brush your teeth, fucking say goodbye to your wife and say goodbye to your kids and put that uniform on, go to fucking work and stay at work. It's not worth it, okay? Also, I want to give a shout-out to Vivian from Tampa. Uh, I, I She's probably going to kick my butt because I said the name wrong, but uh, I just wanted to give a shout-out for that. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. Thank you, Ruben. Thank you, Blake. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Greg. Always a pleasure to working with Greg. Uh, <laughs> Dave and Dean. You know what? I love you, Hector. <laughs> Dean is doing some scheduling over there, so he can't get on. And uh, he's picking his nose right now. That's why he have his video on. But I want to thank everyone for listening to the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. We're going to be putting it on podcasts. It's on Facebook Live. It's going to be all sorts of uh, podcasts. It's going to be on Media Hub. Uh, that's where yep. everyone posts their stuff, and everyone should register to the Media Hub. The more, the merrier. Uh, get the word out. Spread the word out, like you said to me in the text. You said, pass the word. Spread 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 the word with Union Power Radio. If you register with uh, Mixler.com, you'll get alert when we go live. Uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's simple stuff, man. This is education stuff for your members. Uh, these radio stations are members. We're all members of Teamsters. Uh, this radio station is for the members, by the members. So uh, uh, spread the word and get educated. And one thing I want to say, uh, part-timers out there, as far as the company goes, please start to get engaged. There's a contract coming. You guys are a big part of it. I know over time you felt like the forgotten ones not no more we're doing a lot of work we're trying to push a lot of new legislation for the part-timers and, and do a few th things sean o'brien is working on it so make sure that you start going to meetings let your voices be heard 
Make sure your executive board knows what you're looking for, what you want moving forward. This way, you can't say you want something if you're not fighting for it. If you're at the meetings and you're talking to your executive board members and you're letting them know what it is that you need, what it is that you want, whether it's more time on breaks, more money, better pension, whatever it is that you're fighting for, less harassment at the workplace, make sure you have your voices heard. Now is the time for the part-timers to start to really step up, get engaged, and be part of this. We want you guys to be part of it. We don't want you to feel forgotten. You are not forgotten. And with that, I'll just say again, thank you everybody for showing up. We appreciate all the love. Like Hector said, this show is by the members, for the members, always. And as I always like to say, solidarity, stay united. We're here to put the U back in union. Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your hosts, Tony Rosario and Jamie Hayes. Y'all ready? Like us on Facebook at UnionPowerRadio.com. Follow us on Twitter at UnionPowerRadio. Listen every hour of every day. UnionPowerRadio.com. Union Power Radio. Every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your hosts, Tony Rosario and Jamie Hayes.